This is the Emergency Medical Minute. Real, raw, relevant emergency medical education. the show. So we're going to do an anatomy-based medical minute. You guys are all smart. You went to nursing school and other higher education. What is this? That's an ear. And summer is a wise ass apparently, but that's an ear, right? <laughs> and ear pain is something that we see a lot in the emergency department, usually in kids, but also in adults. And there's a few things, just like sore throat, there's a few things that are ear pain that are much more dangerous than uh, otitis media or a otitis externa, a swimmer's ear. So you should know what those are, right? So go ahead and flip that to the next one. So let's say there's a lady who comes in and she has this. She says ear pain, she gets triaged. You walk into the room and you see an ear that looks like this. It's red, it's hot, and it's red and hot mo mostly on the top part of the ear, the pinna. It kind of spares the lobule of the ear down here. What is this? cauliflower ear. So let's say she was a boxer and she got whacked in the ear. You can think about that, uh, especially if, uh, if you know, you can have a hematoma that we actually drain in the ear if someone comes from a, from a boxing match or, or from a fight that they just had. But there's no trauma at all with this lady. Uh, she's just feeling it's red, it's hot, it's angry, it's in the skin. So what would you make? An infection, cellulitis, right? This is not cellulitis though. This is something very special. So what else is it? Do I hear, don't know, or uncle by this point? Okay, great. So this is what's called perichondritis, okay? And this is not only an infection of the skin over the ear, but it's actually an infection of the cartilage underneath of the ear. So you treat it a lot differently. And whereas most cellulitis is strep, sometimes rarely staph, this is actually almost always pseudomonas. And the reason you have to know and not screw up this diagnosis is because it will actually eat away the cartilage and people will often have tremendous disfigurement from this, sometimes form abscesses. So this actually needs antibiotics for pseudomonas, and then you need to refer them to ENT. And this is a diagnosis you can just make from across the room by looking at someone's ear. Uh, so perichondritis, very important. Next, next one. So you walk in, and uh, someone complains of ear pain. Let's say it's a kid who's had, who's had ear pain for a week, saw their primary care doctor, got put on antibiotics, is getting worse and now the ear is more swollen. What is this? So let's say, what's behind the ear? What is this called? You don't know? Okay, great. So you have to know your anatomy to know what the hell is wrong, right? So this is a good lesson. This is the pinna, this is the lobule, right? There's other parts of this. But this thing right behind here is actually the mastoid process. And the mastoid process is this area that the skull is full of air pockets, right? Because you just don't want to be carrying on your neck this huge thing of bone. So it's all these air pockets that live behind the ear. Now, if an infection gets into those air pockets, usually from extension of a otitis media, you actually get something called mastoiditis. And mastoiditis is a really deep infection into those air pockets. And what's really dangerous about mastoiditis is if left untreated, it can actually progress to an intracerebellar abscess or intracerebral abscess. So again, something very different than an ear infection, something you need to treat very differently. These people usually get admitted 
put on IV antibiotics, and if they don't do well, they actually get a surgery where they open that area up and they actually drain the mastoid. Um, so very, very different. And you usually can tell by one examining, tapping over the mastoid, seeing redness over the mastoid, or when it gets really bad, the ears will actually have asymmetry where one ear is pushed a little forward. Okay. Last thing, a diabetic comes in, they've got ear, ear pain and significant drainage from the ear. And when you're looking at them, you ask them to smile and they do this. So it looks like a Bell's palsy. What are th what's that? Oh man, you guys are getting schooled. O for three? So trigeminal nerve, so good, good point. Anatomy again, trigeminal nerve is a sensation nerve, right? It's a sensation nerve. What's the nerve that actually moves everything? It's your facial nerve. And the facial nerve, cranial nerve seven, comes out from right before the ear, okay? So if someone actually has a neurodeficit and a tightus media, and really when you examine them, they're just in a lot, a lot of pain, pain out of proportion. You actually have not an otitis externa, you have a malignant otitis externa. And what that is, it's actually an infection that's now affected not only the ear canal and the skin over it, but has gotten into the bone. So it's osteomyelitis of the bone of the ear. And what you'll notice with that is, again, it can progress if left untreated or mistreated with just topical antibiotics, can progress to brain abscesses, and then two, can cause cranial nerve deficits, like, like a Bell's palsy. Um, and how we treat that is you put them in, you give them IV antibiotics. This is not your normal ear infection. So whenever you have a bad ear, think of those two things, right? Perichondritis, have to treat it totally differently. Otitis, uh, malignant otitis externa and mastoiditis. So every time you have an ear problem, just don't assume, hey, this is otitis media because there's a lot of bad stuff on that list we have to rule out as well. Okay, thank you.